0: Hello and welcome to the How Many Bulbs Does It Take podcast. I'm Master Chief Jen. I'm just
1: Carrie.
2: I'm Stacy. And I'm PodprodGPT.
0: Today, in a slight departure from our usual hilarity, we're going to be talking about traditional male and female roles and how they align with queer identity. But hey, it's us. It's going to go off the rails and we all know it. And we also have some terror research. So, so strap in and strap on. And here we go. So let's start with some Tara research. Tara
1: So, as you know, we start every Tara research segment off with an apology. And, Tara, I am truly, truly sorry. And um, I know you all want to know why, but we're not at the end of this road yet. So, um, unfortunately, I cannot share this information at this time. But I do have a Tara tidbit. And for those of you who do not know, she is currently on. Brace yourselves. We've got a spoiler
0: tornado heading our way, courtesy of Just Carries Tara read Search. If you're not a fan of spoilers, put on your spoiler-proof helmets and jump to safety by skipping ahead.
1: Uh special forces on Fox. It's a reality show putting people through.
0: Um, is it Navy SEAL type of exercises? Forces, Definitely there's military. There's Navy SEAL. There's uh, SAS. You know the British get in on it too. And last week was the first episode and. Um,
1: I'm concerned. I am very concerned for Tara Reid and her, no, genuinely her, her mental well-being. She did not do well. I've also, let me point out, a lot of people didn't do well either. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's not just her. But um, she got, she got called to the principal's office, as it were. And, um, like, all right, well, let's go back. Because in the beginning, before they did their task, she tried to smuggle like three or four packs of cigarettes in her camos, and they weren't having it. So I'm like, oh, my God, how the hell is she going to survive without her cigarettes? Because I know how people can get without their cigarettes. And
2: it's unpleasant. It's well, never, I... never. Oh, I'm so happy to not be having my nicotine fix. It's never like that. I hope she smuggled in at, like, at least a vape or something. I mean, Back up. these
1: people are celebrities. I'm sure they, they, they cut away and be like, go have a smoke break or something. I'm sure. Because unless they intentionally kept the medicate the medication, the nicotine medication- oh, away from from people who smoke, like. They're going to lose their shit
0: real quick in there. Good point. Well, in boot camp, you don't get to smoke. You know, they, if it doesn't matter how addicted you are to it. You get off that bus. and You get on those little yellow triangles. And guess what? That's it. You then smoked your last cigarette. Suck it the uh, F
2: up. That's, that's why there's an age remember, limit on recruiting. Because once you get past a certain age, yeah, no. You give no fucks.
0: <laughs> and I, I remember last season on Special Forces, I think somebody did managed to successfully smuggle some 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 packs of cigarettes and I don't think they were quite as blooming obvious about it as Tara Reed when she was stuffing her uh her her side pockets her cargo pockets but uh they got busted
2: mm-hmm. I, for it so <laughs> I think they they probably overheard her too because she kind of said it pretty loudly that yeah. she needed a cigarette I mean it was on the
1: mic she was on mm-hmm. mic and obviously on camera so they they caught her doing it but um after that they confiscated the cigarettes and then they went and did their task which is to walk across two thin metal rails suspend over a tremendously high area and props to everyone who tried because i would have been like bye <laughs> i wouldn't have even gone up i would be like thank you have a nice day um so absolute props and she did pretty decent but um she fell along with a lot of other people fell too i think only like four people yeah, five over people. half of
0: the over half of the uh, they're not contestants really but over half of the celebrities fell on that particular obstacle so, yeah. oh, and
1: they're also known by numbers here not by their names and tara is number two i know the feeling <laughs> oh damn um shit so Yeah, Tara didn't do well on that task. And then um, there was another task which they had a pile of boulders or rocks and they said, pick one. And everybody grabs one and they were basically, the professionals were saying how um, it depends. You can tell a lot about it by a person, by the rock they choose. And so I didn't feel Tara's rock was too big or too small. It was just right. And you had to hold the rock of straight arms straight up above your head. And she couldn't do it. She got her arms, you know, at like the 90 degree angle. and uh, I was concerned she was going to drop that thing on herself. Oh, me too. Because she was shaking. But here's the thing. She still did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that.
0: But This is only know, 15 pounds. Down. I could sit here and hold this forever. I don't know how heavy her rock was.
1: <laughs> I don't know either. But um, I felt like um, that stressed her a little bit. But she finished the task, even though she didn't have her arms all the way up. So we're gonna sit here and watch Jen hold up this uh 50-pound kettlebell while I do this. That um,
2: plus your shirt is just gold. I'm waiting. <laughs> That's a horrible idea. Oh, I'm almost at the 30-second mark here.
0: Did you set a timer or are you counting? I am singing the Jeopardy song. How everybody, every normal person out there time is 30 seconds. Right?
2: that's a horrible idea
0: what time Sand <laughs> <laughs> <Sign> me up <laughs> so tara probably had a slightly herkier rock than i don't know than 15 pounds i mean uh, I, I don't know how heavy her rock was some of them looked pretty small uh one guy grabbed the biggest monstrous boulder they had in the pile Prop, props to him for doing that you know I'm, uh, it's I'm, I'm sorry you're going into special forces even if it's like baby special forces training, if they tell you to go get a rock, this rock is going to be your best friend for like the next hour, at least. And, uh, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're not going to enjoy the time you're going to spend with your best friend. Yeah. I, I, I feel maybe I'm speaking with the benefit of 25 years of, uh, of being in the military. I, I know how the bullshit works, but, uh, yeah. And I feel that they maybe didn't do their research or, you know, didn't think that, didn't think that through, but, uh. I mean, props to him. He, he did it. Big-ass rock. And Tara, I mean, like I said, it's about trying. She tried. She was trying to get it up there.
1: And after holding it up above their heads, they had to do a squatted walk around the a ring, like, you know, around the area that they were in. And um, they didn't really show her too much doing that, so I hope she... I'm assuming she did do it, or else they would have been yelling at her, and that would have been on camera.
0: She was kind of in the middle of the pack. Actually, a fairly smart move. You know, you don't want to stand out by being tail and charlie in that particular situation (laughs) which was
1: jack poor guy but that's because he took the biggest boulder like come on now and then so after that they're back in the barracks and she's sleeping and um they call her to meet with the the, the guys and she comes running out not wearing her camel pants because like you know she was in a hurry they called her so she didn't think she had to put her her camo's on but they made her go back inside to get dressed and then um they sat her down had a conversation with her and um it was emotional for her and um apparently it it revealed that she's going through a lot yeah and
2: and i'm like tara are you okay i just want to give her a hug Be like hey we got you like goddamn you can do it
1: it just proves that just because someone's in the public eye doesn't mean their life is perfect. Oh yeah, absolutely. Everybody's human, and everybody purports their life to be so perfect for the clicks and the money to click, spring and to, to, to for what to to diminish someone's mental health and have all haters hating and all, anytime anybody say, says hurtful things it's because they they've been hurt themselves
2: or they have no sense. I two. just hope you're okay, Tara
1: same all right that was the tarot tidbit it was a little it was a little long but it needed to be said so we're starting tarot research with sharknado 4 viva sharknado edition the fourth awakens from 2016 that was a that was a mouthful um got a 3.9 out of 10 and of course she plays april wexler uh this takes place five years after sharknado 3 um she's first seen jogging through the park but she's all like in black so you couldn't quote unquote couldn't tell it was her but I can tell Tara when she's jogging. I know Tara. <laughs> um so all oh, the opening credits were very Star Warsy and I liked them. Um and um um um, um,
2: um, um So um, at the end of episode um.
1: 3 she got squashed. Yes. Um so everyone thinks she's dead and everyone has kind of moved on and Finn now lives at a ranch called April's Acres. How cute. Oh. Somewhere in like Kansas or something. Like he's like nowhere near any coast or water because he's done had it. Da, 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 oh, actually I wrote that the opening was Star Wars and then I wrote opening credits for comic bookie and I like likey. Literally wrote I like likey. <laughs> there was a Semper Paratus count. Ooh, for 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 Master Chief Jen to bitch about, it was zero. Nobody says that. Okay. Um, Tara might be more robot than human at this point. Turns out, uh, her her dad, Dr. Gary Busey, took her took her away after she was squished and saved her. So what is this like her third life, fourth? I don't know. She's getting new thing. I just realized Tara gets chewed the fuck up in this series movie she's
2: getting fucked the fuck up what parts of her body are now um non-human so they did upgrade that he did upgrade her hand um
1: multiple things come out of it Ninja stars chainsaw and a blue lightsaber and she also says may the force be with you i love when anybody says that and i feel bonded with tara now because i have a blue lightsaber and now we are saber twins Saber Twins activate. Dun, dun, dun. She does also have to plug in to charge, so like she literally <laughs> has to like be plugged into a wall, or the, like in the beginning they ha- he had her in a chamber, a, a charging chamber. But then there are other times you see her taking like a like an LED like rope light that you put around
2: the house for Christmas and plugging herself in. Where's the That's where's the outlet? Like in the wall? No, on her on her body. Where's the? Plug? But, like on her hip. Like, her
1: waist area. God, you could you imagine if they were smart asses and put in, like, her ass?
2: Or... <laughs> I was thinking belly button oh. would make sense. Yeah.
1: Hmm. No, just, like, in her side. There was a titty, titty run scene, like, a low cleavage cut scene when she's running. When she leaves... Oh, when she runs to leave the lab to find Finn because he thought... Uh, she thought he was dead. Because that's what her father told her. Um, there was a low cut... Like very baby watch running scene that I appreciated. Oh, and of course, you know, at the end of Sharknado three, she gave birth to Gil, mm-hmm. and he's drawing a picture of his family, and you know, it's his dad, his grandma, um, his brother, and then the mom Tara is a shark. So when he finally meets her, he rejects her, and he's like, "No, my mom's a shark." Yeah. Uh, I feel like the most outrageous thing that happened was the well I wrote down shark duckin or Shepherd duckin. Each shark that ate a family member went inside another shark. So it's a family member inside a shark inside a shark that has a family member inside a shark that has a family member. So it's like the Russian <laughs> nesting dolls of sharks. Something like that.
0: Shep shark um, duckin.
1: Yeah, like each shark had a family member inside it and all those sharks went inside one big shark. That was even more outrageous than the sharks in space, in my opinion. Um, And after that, I I just wrote about how Finn came out dead and she used two baby sharks to resuscitate him with the electricity from her (laughs) robot body. Yep. Don't you think the little baby sharks would have exploded? I'm just, I'm just being practical here. For- I know movie magic, blah blah blah. Shut
0: up, Carrie. It definitely would have been charred a little bit, but uh, cooked, ready to eat by the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably a little well done. I mean, there definitely would have been some chewy and some rubbery, but you know.
1: But overall, I will say I enjoyed this movie just because it's. I'm at the point where I understand this is bullshit.
0: <laughs>
1: um, Reed is going to come back bigger and stronger each time. Oh, the upgrade her father did. She can no longer fly. She doesn't have the flying boots and, and stuff anymore, so she can't fly.
0: Uh-huh. I know. I would have kept that for her.
2: Maybe they didn't have it in the budget to do the graphics you know, the... To Spend all their money Maybe. on the shop for the special <laughs> effects.
1: You would know, think by the fourth <laughs> one and they'd have a you know a huge enough budget to to make the CGI more horrible. <laughs> But no, I liked it. I like that she just keeps coming back and kicking ass. Like I feel like in some cases she is the hero of this movie. Fuck Finn. Not literally though. But you know. All right. After Sharknado 4 she did Trailer Park Shark or it's also called Shark Shock. Um, and I didn't know this. Um, I don't know. Maybe listen. I watched it on Tubi. And when I paused the movie, you know how sometimes when you pause a movie, like the title comes up and all the information on the bottom, it came up shock, shark shock. I'm like, no. So I had to go back and forth a little bit and I had to do some Googling to find out that shark shock and trailer park shark are indeed the same movie. Um, But I couldn't find an explanation readily available as to why this movie has two names. What is it named in IMDb? The trailer park shark? Trailer Park Shark, under Tara reads IMDb, it comes up as Trailer Park Shark. Hmm. And then after, you know, I pulled it up, and Tubi, my good friends at Tubi, um, yeah, they have it under shark, shark Huh. It's from 2017, it got a 3.8 out of 10. She plays Billie Jean. So do you guys remember the movie Billie Jean? Yes. So because she was a character named Billie Jean, I thought it was going to be like that. And I thought she was gonna be the lead and you know, lead everyone to shark freedom. And no, I'm once again wrong, wrong about what I think some what's gonna happen in the Tara Reed movie. Uh, basically, it's kind of like a shark NATO we situation, just without the NATO. Um, <laughs> sharks are in the the levee next to the trailer park, and of course, the developer wants to get rid of the trailer park to build, you know, whatever makes him money. Uh, Mr. Belding was the bad guy. I know. And, um, but their shark CGI was basically um, Sharknado-ish. So it made me feel like I was watching Sharknado when I saw the sharks in the water. Um, she's first seen on top of a trailer after the flood grabbing stuff with the net. She was not in the movie much at all. It was annoying to find her to be underutilized yet again but she she did good uh let's see park people getting the shakedown shark tries to eat a jet ski uh rain oh my god so you know how i i think i don't know if there was a budget or what with this movie but you know how they have rain machines <laughs> yeah and like you can see that it's raining in one spot but not the other like 10 feet away <laughs> i was like, could you have tightened the shot, or maybe got I don't know a second rain machine? And like one minute the guy's wet, he's dry, he's wet, he's dry. I'm like, Ugh. you know, I don't like this kind of inconsistency. Um, so I'm gonna call it poorly edited, and I'm going to super tired did not edit this movie, so I can feel I feel free saying that
2: the continuity uh, and uh, what did they call? I even wrote like they had one
1: rain machine, but. But for the page. But for toddlers. <laughs> I, <messed up. laughs> I wasn't even medicated when I watched this. Oh, Probably wish you were. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> know, right? Oh yeah, I even wrote down pause movie and another name came up. Shark Shark. What the fuck? Uh forty-two minutes into the movie, Tara appears. Jesus. Made Shark NATO reference she had reference. She had an accent. She gave the main character an or and a gun because that's what she picked up with the net while she was on top of her trailer. And she was watching, she said she was watching a showcase showdown when the flood hit. <laughs> um, she throws stuff, like I guess the shark came her way and um, she's throwing stuff like she collected at the shark and tries to use a chainsaw. Hmm. Uh, she might've gotten eaten by the shark, says holy grits when she sees the shark. I laughed when she said it. <laughs> I wrote EMP. Oh yeah, the shark became an EMP shark. Somehow it got electrocuted, but absorbed electrical powers to to create EMPs. Yeah. Mm. Overall, I wrote underutilized, false advertisement with images showing her front and center of cast. It was like a fast food switcheroo. You know when you go there thinking you're going to get this tall, beautiful burger, and it looks like somebody sat on it when you get it home. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about about her appearance in this movie I feel like they used her to get the views but then underutilized her as a performer and I feel I'm finding
2: this to happen a lot lately and I'm sorry Tara but I get cashing in on the shark craze go ahead do it girl yeah it's almost like she's doing cameos you know it's just these little tidbits here's the thing that gets me is that she's doing these cameos
1: but she's also getting like you know producer credits oh so it's like let's make you a producer let's use you for 10 minutes and have a nice day and then they shoot shit literal shit <laughs> and she's tied to these projects and i feel like she's being underutilized they're just like oh let's just use your name and they said starring
0: tara Reader. it wasn't starring tara Reader. it was starring some dude i don't know well i still think if she's producing some of these things i kind of going back to my theory about maybe she just likes to make campy movies yeah so when we get around the podcast I mean- hey tara Come on the podcast. We want to ask you these things. We'll, we'll be in touch. Or, or you can pay her for her answer <laughs> through Cameo.
1: <laughs> Next up, Sharknado 5. Global swarming. 3.9 out of 10 on the IMDb. Of course, she plays April. And she's first seen doing the family strut down the hall with Finn and Gil. Unfortunately, there was a Semper Paratus count in this movie. Two. And that was too, too many as far as Master Chief Jen is concerned. Jen, go ahead. Nobody says that. Thank you. All right. Let's see. (laughs) So this one starts off, they, they cause this one, because Finn goes to Nova somewhere near Stonehenge, and they find these ancient tribal shark things it's so farfetched it's it's funny so basically they steal this gem indiana jones style and cause this massive sharknado um, they did find skeletal remains with a fedora and a whip
2: ha 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 which yeah. she does
1: take the whip uh star trek nado blah blah blah
2: did you just say star trek anal that's
1: no <laughs> no i said star sharknado blah 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 <laughs> Tara <laughs> Reed is still robotish. She flies and has super strength. There was a cartoony opening and she's co-executive producer on this one. There was a scene where she gave Nova a dirty look for losing Gil in the tornado in the storm and I, I enjoyed that. Good job, Tara. <laughs> she becomes a human helicopter <laughs> to create another storm to attract the bigger storm back towards them. And then she got chewed up the Sharknado sisterhood puts her back together again Olivia Newton John fixed her up mm-hmm. and and put her oh I put, wrote down and put her in made her look like a pink spice girl Xanadu <laughs> I, I know right mm-hmm. she saved everyone by exploding and being nothing but a head then quote unquote dies Finn, it's like a very like walking dead scenario like nobody's on the streets because the 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 storm has fucked up the entire world and he has her head and he bundles her head on a stick like a hobo and walks around like the walking dead <laughs> and then gil pulls it back to the future and comes for them um oh, jesus turns shark nato <laughs> into a time he turns shark the shark nato into a time machine and she did get the second Billy and closing credits so basically at the end of this one she's nothing but a head now i don't know how she can continue to sex (laughs) i i I just don't know what the fuck they're gonna do unless they build her up again i feel like every movie like she gets more fucked up more fucked up more fucked up I don't know if this is part of like the the charm of the campiness, but can someone else lose an arm or a leg or like Finn's diving through sharks, no problem. But she's just like shark
2: goes near her, she loses half her body. She's gonna end up being a um, brain in a jar.
0: I'm telling you,
2: she's gonna be in a <sighs> a
0: brain in a April. I was trying to come up with a combination for April Terminator.
1: April I don't know. <laughs>
0: I don't know. Well, I didn't get the
1: Sharknado 6 in this in this uh, Tara Reade segment, so next time. But I do have one more, and this one really pissed me off. Uh-oh. Party Bust from Hell. From <laughs> 2017, 3.8, on the, uh, 3.8 out of 10 on the IMDb. She is a co-executive producer on this. I got to watch it on the Tubi, and she plays Darby Lewis. I don't even know why they gave her a last name, considering how much time she was in this movie, or even a name at all. But here we are. She's first seen she running it. through the she mountains with some dude named Lloyd. She got, top- oh, yeah, she also got top billing, which also pisses me off. So I feel like this is another Trailer Park shark shock NATO bullshit thing. Well,
0: she produced um, it, then, you know, darn well, gonna put her She, produ- she co produced it. She co
1: produced it.
0: Was the uh, other producer actually see. in it? If I were her, I'd be like, yeah, fuck it. My
1: name's going first, bitches. I don't know. But basically, she's out in the desert with this guy. They're supposed to do some hippy-dippy Burning Man type thing. And they're just yelling at each other. And they're like, well, what if it's you? What if it's you? And basically, she just cuts his head off. So that's how that starts. Uh, let's see. And then creatures pop up. Oh, and then she's running through the de- the, the mountain slash desert again. And she comes across two people doing a random photo shoot in the middle of fucking nowhere. And then these weird creatures jump up and kill everyone and she runs away. Titties everywhere, not Tara's. It's all over the place. Gets run over by the party bus. And that's the end of it. Lots of tits and blood. Not her tits, but a lot of her blood she's underutilized underutilized the best part i fast forwarded this movie by like you know 10 seconds to make sure she wasn't popping up in the movie again but i saw a lot of sex and blood and snakes and you know how i feel about snakes so you know that shit was going real quick uh it I, i i didn't like it i didn't like it at all zero 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 again she was she's again they put her at the top credit i'm thinking she's having a bigger role in all this she does not she just has the opening like opening scenes kind of that lead to all these people going getting picked up on this bus and taken away to get murdered and eaten and shit just (sighs) it was a lot to skip through (laughs) even to skip through was a lot but i did write the
0: post credit scene
1: yeah this is the best part of the whole movie is a terror blooper where she's hacking away and says I hate fucking dummies and they stopped they're like mummies and she didn't even like look she like she didn't even break she just kept going and did kept going and she's like I hate fucking dummies again <laughs> so she did it twice <laughs> she bloopered twice but credit for the professionalism to just keep going and she just didn't even look at him and be like what she just did it, but she also said it wrong twice. So that was the best part of the whole movie, and I bet that's probably why they put it in there. Um, like I just, I just can't. <laughs> Let me just quickly look and see. It was just so annoying because, again, top
2: billing and under underutilization is a frustration for me. You know what? I'm starting to think that, you know, a lot of these she is, you know. Pro- one of the producers. And if you also get billing as an actor, you get two residual checks. So she's probably oh, yeah, no, part not. of the whole thing where she's like, if I'm gonna produce, I wanna be in it, or if I'm gonna be in it, I wanna be a producer too, you know, to get the most out of her time and uh oh, expertise. And, and I don't blame her. Not at all. She probably no, does so, the minimum yeah, to get that yeah. check. <laughs> two minutes, all right. That's all you're getting. And, you know, get. Well, after this shit show,
1: I get to um, I get to watch something. Well, if it's available, something called a royal Christmas ball. Yeah, I have to go through one, two, three, four things before I get to the last Sharknado. It looks like everything's available. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, except for this one. This might not be available. Oh Lordy! All right, and, and I got work to do.
0: Well, on the plus side, with uh, the writer strike wrapping up. Hopefully the, uh, the, hopefully the actors' strike will also be wrapping up soon. I haven't been following the news that closely, so I don't know if that's wrapped up yet. But that means, uh, what's that one where she's uh, the Air Force Z or something like that, where she's producing and she's the president and during a zombie Armageddon thing? I'm excited to see this. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited we, to we're, see we're it. We're going to get that soon, hopefully, fingers crossed.
1: I hope so. I don't know how much longer we have to wait for it. I want to see okay, Tara's directorial skills. Okay. And that was terror Research.
0: Terror research. So on our somewhat serious segment, we're going to discuss traditional male and female roles and how they align with queer identity. As you all know, I've made no secret of the fact, I, for instance, have been serving in the Coast Guard for the past 25 years. And I am in... I'm an electronics technician, which is not male dominated to the extent that like the gunners mates or the machinery technicians, like the, the engine repair rates are, but it is very heavily male. So, you know, I've, I've, I've been living basically a traditional male job, I guess one would say.
2: Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Stacey? Same. I almost always did, you know, the traditional male work yeah I was a field service technician I was always like the only woman we had like a couple women uh come through and try to work but they never really lasted very long um but yeah I was always a tomboy anyway so I always wanted to do the boy shit that was that's my thing yeah
0: yeah I was a tomboy growing up too so uh I I think I think secretly my parents were somewhat happy with my tomboy tendencies because they didn't have to buy me Barbies or Cabbage Patch dolls or anything like that (laughs) (laughs) never got into that nonsense (laughs) how about you (laughs) no I mean my background's customer
1: service so I feel like that's generally been a female role I guess I don't know but I do have a question a gender workplace kind of question how come when it comes to households the stereotypical expectation is that women do all the cooking but then out in the field, like in restaurants, men dominate the chef field. I don't I fucking know, get I, it.
2: I know but men won't cook it.
1: at home. Like I don't. That that's perplexed me for for quite some time. And so, take yeah, that.
0: That's a good point. We'll be watching Chopped, and a lot of the women chefs on there are always saying they're representing women. They're trying to show give women role models in the chef world. But like you said, that's you know, you, women are supposed to be you know in the kitchen at home and and yet they're not in the kitchen in the workplace very good it's, question
2: it's gotten a lot a lot more diverse uh i've seen a lot more sh- female chefs but i i think a lot of that though is the exposure you know i mean if yeah if these women weren't out there pushing and trudging ahead there would still be you know all males and let's thank julia child thank you very much my dear <laughs> thank you julia thank you julia
0: yeah i think that's true you know just there's 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 still plenty of glass ceilings out there to be shattered Mm -hmm. you know every now and again stuff will happen in the coast guard like you know we just had uh well there's there's only ever been two female et master chiefs we've just not too long ago same thing first our first damage control master chief female our first gunner's mate master chief female what freaking millennium
2: are we in but uh well, it's only been a heard, couple generations since women could even really serve. And, you know,
0: yeah, I also heard that it takes 30 years basically to, you know, to go to 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 grow your your female representation, you know, from that time that first female goes to the academy, you know, or the first females attend boot camp to, you know, where you actually have representation. So mm-hmm. and and you can fill in the blank with female. You know, whatever, whatever minority you're trying to represent, whatever, whatever group you're trying to build up, it takes 30 years for that group, at least, at least in the military, you know, it takes 30 years for that group to be represented and visible and, you know, maybe not quite fighting for the same, you know, recognition or uh, respect as uh, the, the, the traditional let's face it, white males who dominated, who, you know, dominated everything. So even growing up as an electronics technician, well, as an electronics technician, you know, we were always the nerds anyway. So even though it was mostly male, I think my A school, out of of, uh, however many of us were there, about 20, there were only two of us who were women. And there was still some aspect of, you know, if you're the female, you had to work twice as hard to even be considered half as good. But nowhere near as much as the machinery technicians, like, you know, basically the engine repair people. I mean, those women have had it rough and the bosun mates, the coxswains, the women who go into that field have had it all, you know, far rougher and they persevere and they're making their mark and they're becoming the officers in charge. And, uh, you know, I know it's supposed to be about queer identity. Some of them are queer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I
1: didn't go. Um, I went. I didn't even do queer. I went male and female roles. So not
2: bad. Well, you're the queer and the you're queer. The queer in this uh, equation. (laughs) (laughs) So it works. All right,
0: whatever works. Fifty percent of the entire group of female ET master chiefs is queer. That's not a bad representation.
2: (laughs)
1: Wow. Well, considering there's only two, and you don't do you know for sure that that other person isn't
0: queer? I can't swear for sh- swear to it for sure, but I know she was married to a guy, which you know that doesn't necessarily mean anything. I, I, I made I made an assumption. actually, you, you can't I, I made a hypothesis. you can't make a funny word out of that like you can't assume.
1: no, I, you made an assumption <laughs> <laughs> You just don't want us to say. You know what happens
0: when you, make an, when you assume you make an S out of you and me? Exactly. You can't make a funny I fucking word that. I out that. of I hypothesize. Say that to me. That's why I use the word hypothesize.
1: I actually want to punch people when they say that.
0: <laughs>
2: I don't. I don't. I want to be clear. I don't. How do you feel about the word hypotenuse?
1: I'm not mad at it, but I don't use it for any goddamn reason.
0: It is a funny word, though, when you think about it. Oh, we're gonna talk about funny words like <laughs> up mouth, Hey, I promised our listeners moist. this conversation would go off the rails, okay? So here we are. And there's we delivered here's us.
2: Ball <laughs> peen hammer delivered on our promises. <laughs> Yay. That's funny. But uh
0: you know, I do know the first uh so there was so the the, the top enlisted person in the in all the services, uh, you know, there's an E ten, the Master Chiefs the, uh, you know, all the other services, they're, they're equivalent. Um, we're E9s and the, the top one in each service is, a, is an E10. And for us, that's the Master Chief Petty Officer of the Coast Guard. And I know at one point there was uh, uh, the woman who had been considered to become the first female Master Chief Petty Officer of the Coast Guard. I feel she wasn't chosen because she is a firebrand with no filter. All right, if, if she thinks you're fucking stupid, she's gonna call you fucking stupid <laughs> and she's gonna tell you how to unfuck yourself and she doesn't care what language she used. <laughs> and, oh. and when you're when you're going for a position that is very political, such as that top-rated, either you know, the 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 person in you know, the officer in charge of the whole thing, like our commandant which we have a female one now, yay us, or, or uh, first, for Coast Guard's first service to have a female commandant, yay! yay! Um, yay! Or, to ha- or the Master Chief officer of the Coast Guard. You know, they, they kind of take those kind of things into consideration. And I feel that I, too, would never be the first female Master Chief officer of the Coast Guard because I, too, am also known for having a bit of a mouth on me and no filter and ZFGs. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, she actually she was queer as well so uh, that would have been awesome if uh you know she had been picked but uh, politics did uh play its role in my opinion i don't know for a fact but i can i am surmising i am hypothesizing <laughs> from, from, from what has been discussed and from what i know of the situation and from what i know of her she is super effing cool but uh yeah <laughs> But that would have been super cool. I mean, that would have definitely been a, you know, a seal. They, they made her the deputy Pog. She was the first deputy master chief, officer of the Coast Guard ever, period. The end. That's awesome. So uh, they kind of gave her a consolation prize, but uh, not a participation trophy. That's called a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm glad your paycheck is going to come through, by the
0: way. I, I, I am glad that, uh, yeah, well, at least for the next six weeks. me three (laughs) but i appreciate it thank you but um having served in a a male dominated field and and being told on occasion by junior petty officers who didn't like the way that i was yelling at them because they were being screw-ups that i was being i went to the chief and said i was being too mean and uh you know other other bs like that i don't know you know honestly i just never really thought about it from a from a perspective of also being queer it was more just you know, I, it's just, uh, you know, I, I felt more that I was being the role model for, uh, the, the women. Yeah. And honestly, I didn't even come out until 20, what was it? twenty twenty I think. And, and, uh, Obama had repealed the whole don't ask, don't tell. And, uh, it was 2011. I mean, mm-hmm. I just, so it, it, it's been legal to be the way we are and to openly and to serve since 2011.
2: When, you know, I was growing up, you know, everybody's parents were, had been in, uh, you know, Vietnam and all that. You know, ask my dad, you know, and people would ask, or when we'd asked him if he served he said no, and we asked why, he said he told him he was queer. Because back then that was your way out. And that so, you was know, your
0: way not to have to go to Vietnam.
2: Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> they should have been like, prove it. <laughs> yeah. He would have.
0: I never really thought of, uh, I mean, I don't make a secret of the fact that I am, but I'm also not, you know. I mean you're in a uniform it's not like you can it's not like you can wear your little uh, rainbow bracelet or anything like that you know yeah. uh, uh, I, I, the 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 short hairstyle is probably a, a bit of a giveaway but honestly I used to have longer hair and it was just ever since I uh participated in some fundraisers for it was called St. Baldrick's you know it was basically you you got pledges to people would donate money and to see you to for you to shave your head And all that money went for cancer research. And ever since I did, I did that twice, and I cannot grow my hair now. I just get so pissed off with it, and I cut it off every time I try. So, so I don't necessarily think this has much to do, really, (laughs) with how I identify. But it's super fucking comfortable. I mean, seriously, it saves a lot of time in the morning.
2: Wash and and wear here,
0: here in the Mm -hmm. here in the great state of Florida. You know, it's a where it's a freaking swamp it's cooler (laughs) cooler as in like 81 yeah it's practical a little more practical I guess but but, uh yeah I just uh, I don't think I've ever uh you know made too much of a production about the fact that I'm queer it's just yeah it's just you know I'll, I'll talk about having a wife or something and it's just who I am and you know what this is me deal with it so, so there was an episode of batwoman and it was the first season when ruby rose was playing mm-hmm. uh the batwoman and uh, i think it was the episode where she got or she uh I, I think she got outed i don't think she voluntarily outed herself at first but then later on she embraced it but it, there was a a scene towards the end where two of the guys that she i, I think uh i think she ended up rescuing them and there was all this big to do about, oh my God, Batwoman's gay. And one of them uh, made a comment about, it's 2019, nobody cares. Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't it be nice to live in a world where nobody cares?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think most people really don't care. It's like these special interests and uh, propaganda shit that just put shit all over the internet. I don't meet anybody who gives a fuck, you know, around my service. It's so few and far between people I meet that, that care about that is somebody's getting paid to sit online and just say a bunch of bullshit and troll people. (laughs) Who's got time for that?
0: Yeah. And these younger generations, you know, here I am (laughs) getting on my, getting on my Gen X high horse here, but you know what? They're the ones, uh, you know, who are just, they're the ones who are accepting and who don't care. Yeah. And it's all of us. It, it seems like the here i am stereotyping seems like the majority of the people who do care are all the older people who just need to retire and get out of politics <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> you know just make way for the future make way for the 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 you know generation the millennials there and cuz you know like i said they, they one of these days they're going to be in charge and we will be at that point where nobody cares there should be
2: room for change (laughs) i mean the 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 real shit thing about it is is there should be no question this is a free country with a constitution that allows us freedom it's not illegal to be gay it's not illegal to be trans what the fuck yeah and how does who somebody loves hurt them
0: point on the doll to where it hurts you seriously it's like just it it, it doesn't it doesn't
2: hurt you in the least no you're not going to get gay cooties you know it's uh it's just 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 chilling yeah if your beliefs are against that cool don't do that but you can't stop someone else from doing what they want to do as long as it's legal that's why they're trying to make it illegal (laughs)
0: yeah now you can have your beliefs you can you can follow your religion you have the freedom of your religion in this country but your freedom of religion does not mean you have the right to
2: cram your religion down my throat yes and they're trying to do like these gender things too where like in some things like especially the schools like girls have to wear skirts boys have to wear pants and a tie and you know button-up shirt you know there's they're making the, these gender things. This is, you know, it's a society thing. It's not humans. It's not human nature to do that. We'd be running around naked if you just left us alone, a couple leaves or whatever, you know, back in the day, men wore the same thing as women as well. It was, you know, the robes or whatnot. And in, in some cultures, you know, the men wore the skirts, you know, hello, go Scotland. Yes. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, if I ever see a, uh, a, uh, person identifying as male or you know representing as male walking around in this you know a dress and and women's dress shoes and or high heels all i really want to do is kind of ask them where they got their shoes because you know i have i have fairly big feet <laughs> right <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
0: true
2: i i mean t- t- tall girl problems all right we got feet <laughs> to go with the height <laughs> But i've definitely uh skipped out on a lot of things in life because i don't want to dress like a girl you know there's it, i wanted to go to p- private school but all private schools you had to wear a skirt so private school was out for me and you know my parents wanted me to go to private school but i would not wear a skirt or dress or whatever
0: nope oh man that was like a kicking and screaming battle royale to get me in a skirt when i was growing up
2: <laughs> all right i have a question so. No. <laughs> I know we all have siblings. So how was the dynamic growing up as kids? Because, you know, as kids, we don't really care, but it's it's there. What was it like for you guys? Because like my brother and I was so jealous because I wanted to be a little boy. I was a boy. You couldn't, you know, so I got all his hand-me-downs and, you know, I played with all the boy toys and stuff. And for presents, people would always give me girl shit. My So my brother would play with the Barbies you know (laughs) and uh i got to play with the boy toys but it was also weird going because the dynamic was switched in our house you know we had i was raised by my dad and grandma as i've said before my my dad was very effeminate you know my grandmother was the the strong role model you know she she barely rarely ever wore dresses herself unless you know it was an occasion she always wore pants and a button-down shirt so my upbringing was just the, the complete gender, you know, switch at home. But then society said you had to be this other way. It was very weird. Yeah, did no, you know? my
0: uh, mom was very, uh, you know, traditionally oriented. I think I've mentioned that, uh, you know, she, she won't tell it this way, but she wouldn't let me play trumpet because it was a boy's instrument. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she, she'll say it's because uh, they were like, Jenny, you want to play trumpet, right? And I'm like, you weren't there, mom. So guess what you have to do? <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about but uh yeah always trying to get me to wear skirts you know always trying to you know i i would get girly stuff for for presents to set and the other thing on you know, my brother um he would not have been playing with the barbies had they ever actually gotten the barbies i think they recognized that they were going to lose that fight and like i said they were secretly glad because you know that's that's money that didn't have to get spent but uh <laughs> You know, I think uh, my brother probably got a little pissed off that uh, some of his friends actually, you know, thought I was, you know, I mean, you're the little sister, so you're not going to be cool, but you're tolerable. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, they would allow me to play. Um, But uh, yeah, that's I still remember uh, Oh, there, there was one time where he went and did something effing dumb. Uh, you know and, and and hurt him you know he's probably lucky he didn't die on this bike accident he had. Ooh, shit. But he did it on my bike. You know, it's like the only time he ever played with you know the I had a girl's bike. So the only time that he ever did anything playing with my toys was when he didn't want to fuck up his own.
2: He uh-huh. take my
0: bike out like that's a jerk move my bike and not his bike. <laughs> that's, that's really about
2: it. Shit. What about you, Carrie? How was the dynamics? I know one of your brothers is, is queer as well. So how was that dynamic? Um,
1: well, I wasn't going to talk about that, but <laughs> I was—I was, I was going to start with the dynamic with my older brother because he was the one who did all the sports and competitions. And I remember just—I thought his toys were cooler, and I didn't hate the Barbie stuff because I had cousins who were twins, blonde hair, blue eyes literal Barbie dolls and I thought that was some cool shit so I didn't mind when I got the Barbie stuff for I played Barbies with them I didn't mind but when I was at home like my brother had the cooler toys the the magnetic Batman and Robin that they stuck to the fridge and all that and I just found like you know he was like when he played sports he was like you know our son and I remember there was this competition at our school and he didn't want to do it him and my mother had some kind of fight and I was like I'll do it And everyone's like, no, it's for boys. And I'm like, no, I'll do it. And it was like weightlifting and like how many reps you can do with something. And you know, I didn't I didn't win nothing, but I still went through it. But the whole time everybody was like laughing at me and they're like, Oh, that's already sister, ha ha ha. And like, like, fuck you. It's awesome. You didn't win nothing. I know, I thought it was awesome too, but at the same time it's awesome that you did it. Like fuck that. I was also just. Encouraged and made fun of when I wanted to do the things the boys wanted to do.
2: But you said, fuck it, like, I'm I wanted, doing like, it anyway.
1: Yeah, I wanted, like, my brother had a Huffy bike with this. I really wanted the bike because the seat was fucking soft as fuck. It was beautiful. And that's the only reason I wanted a Huffy, but everyone kept saying, oh, well, you can't have a boy's bike. I'm like, I don't want it because it's a boy's bike. I want it because it's more comfortable than this banana thing you got me <laughs> putting between my legs. Uh- <laughs> this banana seat, like, his, there was like a cushion. It was like being on a couch.
2: Oh, <laughs> was, was it the beautiful. big it was, the big thick one? The big square? It was like square. I think my brother it had Was that like that a rectangle Yes, it was, it was like it a was, rectangle, and it was like leathery. Yeah. the bike the, was black, and they're like, "Oh, you just want a black
1: bike?" Like, "No, I just want the seat." Like, really? I just, and nobody yeah. was hearing me because all they heard was, "I wanted a boy's bike." Right. And I remember, like, when he wasn't home, and it was in, on the back porch in his room and stuff and I would sit on it and because he'd have it up on the kickstand and I'd be like when he wasn't home. But it was but when it came to, to Jason, that dynamic was a little different because he really kept to himself. He was like um like a grandma's boy, mama's boy, not like in a bad way, but like if my grandmother was like, oh we're going to the diner, he would prefer go have lunch with grandma than go play football with the boys kind of thing. So, so he just kinda of kept to himself and stayed with the stayed with the lady, he started going to bingo, starting his lifelong lucky streak. Um he's on he went on a cruise last weekend and, and was in the casinos enough that he has gotten another cruise for free. Damn. That's his I think this is his third one. His third free his third free cruise. That's awesome. But yeah. But when um he definitely came out before I did and even before he came out, there were, like, you know, the signs. And uh, I, I just remember my father saying, no son of mine is going to be gay. And, and that kind of put me back in the closet a little bit because it would have been like, well, how about two kids? <laughs> that would not have gone over well. So, yeah, because, you know, the, the families were older people, like, you know, old Italian people and old Irish people. Like, you mentioned things about being gay back then and they're like no no and you're just like oh, yeah and it's, and it's okay because he's still who he is and you know that doesn't make him any different it just you know he loves a different type of person than, than is tr- considered traditional and then the dynamic with my sister is that she was the youngest so she was the princess like middle children just get shit on
2: oh i thought you were the youngest for some reason i thought tracy no, was I'm older second. than you Ah, oh, don't tell her that you're gonna be pissed uh, yeah. oh no actually i thought jason was the youngest that's right i thought because you always say he's your younger brother but you never say tracy's he your younger sister younger so friend. i thought she was older than you uh,
1: oh i never do call her my younger sister do i no. uh, i didn't even realize that but yeah no it's already me jason and tracy oh okay yeah i'm number two <laughs> <laughs> Much like Tara Reed, I'm number two. Number two. (laughs) But yeah, Tracy was spoiled. Because by then, like, baby technology has changed and toys were more becoming more technologically based. And, you know, babies get things. I
2: want to go back to the bikes real quick. I never understood... Why the boy bikes have the straight bar and the girls go down? I would think the exact opposite because my brother and his friends crack their fucking dicks off so many times on those goddamn bars, and they're like, "We need the girls' bike."
0: <laughs> it was it was for modesty, so you know women don't have to like lift their legs I up and you know yeah. show that uh, we actually have a uh, you know.
2: Well, so so why not make, make the right bike and, and you don't skirts. have because you know
0: that's why yeah. that's why women's fashions were you know those floor length skirts because oh my god you have ankles. Yeah, you can't show right. anybody. That's really the only reason. It's just you know, just so you step through instead of have to swing your leg over. And oh my God, you know the the boys are gonna see that. You know you have a something between you that you know your that's your legs actually go all the way up and split, and they're just gonna lose all self control because this is exactly how we teach. You know the yes, can't see our ankles because you know they'll they'll just lose all their self control and go on a raping rampage or some bullshit like that. But yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, but then why would right. they keep the ones with the bar when they're gonna crush their nuts all the time? Just just all of them should be I the same thing. Man, Men invented it, so they didn't they want to mean, say that they, that they were manly. wrong. Yes. That's no, that no, could no, be it.
0: Right I, there. <laughs> I would prefer <laughs> if we wrap up because I still gotta eat dinner. I gotta go to bed here pretty soon. I gotta get up at four thirty tomorrow morning, so <laughs> plus I gotta pee you don't have to put that in
2: but yeah <laughs> yeah i need water too i'm totally put that in i demand the entire episode in. is going to be i gotta pee come <laughs> any life i
0: gotta pee i gotta pee i gotta pee dun, 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 dun. i gotta pee dun, 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 dun. sorry gotta do the clothes out so you can go all right so we got to wrap up because i gotta pee <laughs> you can take that out <laughs> All right, so if uh, you have anything you want to contribute and talk about, about anything about the roles of traditional male and female roles and queer identity, we'd love to hear from you. If you just want to shoot the shit, we'd love to hear from you too. I promised this episode would go off the rails. And it did. Yeah, or Tara thoughts, I was about to say, if you want to talk about Tara Re, feel free well, to reach here. out. You, in the can, pod. you can reach out to me at Master Chief Jen on the x twitter <laughs> you can reach out to the podcast hml at hml podcast also on the x i am on blue sky and i got to figure out how to share my social my blue sky social on x but i am also master chief jen on blue sky um you can find us on the web hmlditpodcast.com, and you can send us an email at hmlditpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com so we would love to hear from you until next time
2: Bye. 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 Bye.